I just don't want to do nothing. Okay, here we go, you guys. Thank you for tuning in to I'm Just Vita. Why? Because y'all know I am Just Vita. Today is... Uh-oh, is it the 8th? Yeah, today is the 8th. October 8th already. Oh my gosh, you guys know. Halloween coming up, Halloween coming up, Halloween coming up. And I can't wait to do that segment. Oh, wait. Right? All right, you guys. Today is Sunday. I am up moving and grooving. Okay, and I've been up moving and grooving since about mm, 8 something this morning. Yes, I did work last night. I'll be working again today. Um... Tomorrow, I got to make sure I got, I keep a backpack because you never know when they say you got to evacuate to go do something, whatever the case may be. And your girl got to be ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those people. I keep trying to tell y'all, we've had this conversation. I am not one of those people that's going to wait to the last minute and be trying to scramble around looking for different stuff. Hell no, you should have been ready. See, if you're already ready, you ain't got to get ready, right? So I stay ready. So as a matter of fact, I'll probably do that bag and stuff today. Or whatever tomorrow is I'm not working I'm not doing anything as of tomorrow medical leave does begin so I will be um, making sure all my ducks is lined up in a row I keep telling folks <laughs> God ain't ready for me yet cuz I still got some hell to raise right so am I nervous about this surgery I'm nervous about every surgery if you are not feeling some type of way about going to do certain things right then um you got a problem i'm always nervous about surgery why you know a lot of things can go wrong you know um knocking on wood i don't think anything's going to go wrong i know nothing's going to go wrong i am very confident in that this is not my first time with this particular surgery i'm praying to god it's the last time they get in do what they got to do and we done i'm praying to god that the cancer is not out of remission. You know, I'm not going through this again. I can't. I cannot. But we're going we're gonna to do what we're going to do um, or whatever. And that's just what it is. God's will will be done. Period. So I'll title today Passions and Callings because it's a big difference, right? And um, I was watching different shows yesterday while I was working. Of course, you guys know WWE had a pay-per-view called Fastlane last night. So if you didn't know, yes, they did. And you know I was working and watching it. Okay. Work was really slow last night. Thank you, Jesus. I was able to actually watch it, you know. So whatever. Um, I'll do a whole segment on that because tomorrow WWE will be here in Omaha, Nebraska doing Monday Night Raw. So I'm kind of debating if I'm going or not. I really, really want to go. But I don't like to do stuff by myself. So I got to find somebody that I know that we're like, okay, Vita, we can go. Because it's so last minute. Right? If not, um, I'll just watch it on Tuesday. Because I know I'm not going to watch it tomorrow night. I ain't going to sit here and lie. Like I said, my nerves right now is all over the place with the surgery on Tuesday afternoon. Not only that, I can't eat after midnight tomorrow night. So, that means no food, no nothing. I got to check in at 1130. So, no food, no nothing. Until after surgery, so I probably won't get home, providing they don't keep me inpatient. I'm hoping they do not. Um, I probably won't get home till like about 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. The surgery is not until 1.30. The surgery is about an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half. Recovery is always hour and a half to two hours. So you figure, once they let me go, it'll be about 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. Right? So I got to figure out what I'm doing with my grandson. 
or whatever because he's got to get home from school. We we not playing that. We not we not gonna play that. But all of that'll be taken care of, handled. I'll make sure he gets home just fine. He'll be home just fine. Anywho, so I titled this "Passions and Callings" because it's a difference. Now listen, hear me out on this. Just just hear me out. We all have passions. We all have desires, right? Everybody does. From the most simple things to the most complex, we all have them. Like my passion is helping people. And it's always been a passion. Always. Since I was a little girl, I always liked to help. I mean, now that I'm older, you know, I don't like, how can I say this, without sounding mean or whatever. I'm just going to say it the way it is. Y'all know how we do. I don't help everybody anymore. See, at one point in time in my life, helping everybody, anybody who was in need is all I did. But you know what? It turned around and kind of put me in a situation, right? Hell, look at what I'm going through now, bankruptcy. Because I'm so busy helping everybody else. But when it's time for Vita to get some help or need some help, who's there for her? Now, them same people that I helped when they were sliding down, now they, you know, on common ground, they little up. It's all, well, I can't because I got, you know, it's every excuse. But when they came to me, well, hey, I did that at that. I did it with no hesitation. So life has taught me. A lot of lessons with a lot of different people. Honey, I got some people right now that can't pick up the phone and call me and say, Cat, nothing. You don't, can't call me. Can't text me. And they're not blocked. Okay? Can't call me. Can't text me. We can't. There is nothing for us to discuss. Period. Point blank. There is no love loss either. But at the same time, I have forgiven you for what you said, done, and otherwise. But that don't mean that we cool. That just means you're a non-factor. Right? Because a lot of people took that passion of helping people. And for a while, y'all, I stopped doing all of that. I wouldn't help nobody. I was, it's just, I put everybody in the same category and shame on me. Then, as time went on, I was like, you know what? Helping people is not just your passion, girl. That's your calling. That's something that you're good at. That's something that you like to do. I had to go through those trials, those tribulations, and all of that other rhetoric just to get to where I am as far as that. You don't get me wrong. A lot of people think because they're careers, right? Because if you have a career, now some people got careers and don't like them. Period. They like it because the money is good and they can live a certain lifestyle. But in all actuality, they're miserable as hell. So their passion is the money. Their passion is having the finer things in life. Their passion is living in that lifestyle. But that has nothing to do with your calling because it could be something totally different. Because you've got a lot of people that are lawyers and doctors and accountants and and don't get me wrong, their passion is, you know, helping people in that courtroom or helping people get better or, you know, doing these figures, these different numbers. And that's a passion. Why? Because you're good at it. And it's something that you like to do. 
doesn't mean it's your calling. Because you might be called to do something that is just out of ordinary. You know, you have some people that, yeah, I got this passion. The, my career is my passion. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not your passion. Most careers are not your passion. Most careers are not your calling. And a lot of people don't know that. And, and that's because we have tricked our minds to say, well, you know, I've been doing this for so long until that's my calling or that's my passion. But we never, ever sit down and look at all the hell. And I'm not saying that you're not going to go through something. Because you will. It's part of living. It's part of being human. But look at those who've been in these careers for 30 and 40 years. How the career started. See, over time, they developed... Um, Hmm, my grandson must be coming. Over time, they developed the passion for it. They developed feelings for it. But in the beginning, it was just a job. It was just something to do. You know, we needed to go do whatever. I was fresh out of, you know, high school. I was fresh out of college. You know, bills were adding up. So I applied for this job and I've been here ever since. I started off, you know, at the bottom and now I'm at the top. You're my game. You know, you developed a passion. But that doesn't mean that it was that's your calling. It was something that you had to do, something that you needed to do. And a lot of people don't look at it like that. They don't. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, well, come on, I got a passion for music. Yes, I still write from time to time. I sing at home from time to time as far as out in public and all that kind of stuff. No. Because the minute I get to that point where like, yeah, I want to go lay this track down because I got a track that I should have laid down like two or three years ago that I've still been holding on to and still working on, still ain't doing nothing with it. I kind of like need to, right? I own the track, but you know. And that's because music is a, was my passion. At one part in time, at one point in time in my life, I thought it was my calling to go up here to sing, to just to do the damn thing. No, it wasn't. But it is still a passion. And it will probably always be a passion. Do I want to go back and do it again? I can sit here and tell you without a shadow of a doubt. Hell no. Would it be fun to do it like one or two more times just just to do it? Maybe. I, mean, I can't even give you a yes for that. Because, see, I remember why I stopped doing it. That passion of being up there on them stages, singing almost seven days a week. Literally. No exaggeration. Because if I wasn't singing in school, I was singing in church. You know, I mean, when I'm singing in church, if it wasn't choir, it was in our church group, right? So everybody didn't sing at the same time. It wasn't, you know, sometimes I would have to sing in choir and then the group would have to sing too, you know? Plus I had a girl group outside of that. So I was literally singing almost seven days a week and some weeks with seven days a week, right? And it was fun when it was something that I wanted to do. But when it became something that I had to do, they took my passion. 
So now that I'm older, when I'm around the house, I'm humming or I get in my little moods or whatever the case may be. The first thing I do, I start to sing or I'll write something down. See, a lot of people don't know that. I still do it. Yeah. Because singing, writing, and all that kind of stuff has always been my passion. It's been my passion ever since I can remember. And I remember when I felt as if it got taken away. They took my passion. They took everything away from me. And I stopped. And a lot of people say, well, why didn't you just go back and just do it again? I said, because it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's really not that easy. When you stop doing something or you feel somebody has taken something, took the joy out of something that you once loved, it is hard as hell to get it back. Okay, where you going? Where you going? Something sweet. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Um, it's hard to get it back. That's just like, you know how you have a lot of people that are in like relationships or situationships, right? And let's say y'all broke up, but y'all didn't break up on the best of terms. Y'all broke up for whatever reason, but it wasn't because y'all grew apart. It wasn't because of, you know, some, what they say, irreconcilable differences or whatever. It was whatever. It was something that just, you felt as if it was unforgivable, right? And then all of a sudden, years go by. And y'all try to rekindle that old flame. Where's the passion in that relationship? See, you took out the passion in the relationship because y'all didn't, break apart because it was look we're growing apart we need to see we got to find each other you know as individuals and then if it's meant to be we'll find each other back you know with each other as one as as one whole but a lot of time when we do these breakups right I mean it's on bad terms see I gotta say once the ex I don't move on to the next I don't like I don't backtrack that's not my thing okay whether we end on good, bad, happy, sad, don't matter. But you have a lot of people that they rekindle those old flames. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. But if you notice, the second time around was more hectic than the first time because you now don't have that passion anymore. You don't have passion for it anymore. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I was caused to go back to home and Da, 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 and we, we're better than ever. You're lying to yourself. People think because a certain amount of time goes on, right? Or goes by, that it heals all wounds. Well, baby, let me tell you something. That's a fairy tale. That is a damn lie. Time don't heal all wounds. Because I used to think that. Until I went through my own trials and tribulations and there's a lot of things that I went through. It still scars me even right now. Now, do I let that affect my day-to-day life or anything? No, I don't. For a long time, I did. But no, time doesn't heal all wounds. You can't go over here, use and abuse and break somebody down. And then you think because 10 or 15 years later come. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in a better place. And uh-uh. 
Hell no. Uh-uh. No. Shame on y'all for letting people do that to you. And then I'm not saying that they're not in a better place. I'm not telling you that. Because they could probably be in a much better place. In an awesome place. But that doesn't excuse what they did to you 10 or 15 years ago. So you mean to tell me it took you 10 or 15 years to admit your wrongdoing? Why now? You know, it leads to more questions. Why now? Some people say, well, you know, at least they did it. Mm, I'd rather for you to keep it. Because if you can come to me, right? 10 or 15 years after the fact, knowing whatever you said or did or whatever and how it affected me. You knew damn well how it affected me then. So you feel because now you're ready and you're in a better headspace, it's okay and I should be all forgiven. Honey, listen, I forgave you then. Let it go. There, there's nothing for us to talk about. Whatever desires, passions I had for you then, whether it's on a platonic level or to a romantic level, that does not exist. It shouldn't have took you 10 or 15 years to say I was wrong. Sometimes people don't want no apology. Hear me on this. Sometimes people don't want no apology. Sometimes people just want you to own your part in whatever happened. Stop. People's dreams, passions, and everything get crashed and get burned. Not because they just all of a sudden wake up one morning and say, I just don't want to do this anymore. Just whatever. People got to look at the events that led up to that to make people not want to do it anymore. Sometimes just owning your role is all people want. It's enough. People are lying times of 10. I don't even want your apology. You can keep your apology. Don't want it. Don't apologize for how you were feeling. Just own up to the role that you played. That's all I ask. So when it came to my thinking, when it came to, you know, just performing it in general. And don't get me wrong, y'all, I had a blast. I used to love the tour. I mean, I've been so many different places. It is crazy, right? As a kid. But as I got older, I didn't want to travel no more. I didn't want to sing no more. Because, again, at first it was fun. It was like, okay, if you guys want to do it, you can do it. If you don't, just don't. Just go just have fun. Then it became more of a, hey, is the kids coming? Are they singing? We want to put you and the kids on this program. We want to do this. We want to do that. It took away from a lot of our childhood. Like, during the summers, because my mom didn't play that. I'm taking you out of school so you can go do whatever. She wasn't that type of parent. We didn't have tutors on the road. And keep in mind, she was a school teacher. Yes, my mother was a teacher <laughs> when we uh, were kids. She was a teacher, okay? So not only did she do music, she also, I mean, she taught music. But she was a voice teacher. She was all that kind of different stuff when we were kids. So when it came to us, you know, in school, whatever, we could do local performances or something that didn't require us to be pulled out of school. 
other than that, our summers was travel, 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 sing, 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 sing. So we, if we were at home, it wasn't very long. You know, we might have been at home maybe two or three days out of the week. But even then, you still had to rehearse. You still had to do a lot of different things. So the fun of actually doing it wasn't there anymore. It was just like, okay, yeah, you said we didn't have to, but now all they're requesting for you guys to, and this is what you're going to do. See, we wasn't them type of kids like these kids nowadays. You want to talk back or whatever. We wish we would have, honey, because my mama could have looked up and gave you a look and you knew to shut your mouth and go on about your business. Let me tell you. So one day I told her, I said, I just don't want to do it anymore. I had to be like 14, 15. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to sing. I don't want to do nothing. She said, well, as long as you're living under my roof and and you're not grown, you will do as you are told. So when you get 18, you do, you can decide at that point whether you want to do it or not. So let me tell you, I could not wait till I got 18. And at that point, I quit. I didn't sing anything. I quit going to church. I quit doing everything because the passion wasn't there anymore. I used to love to go to church so I can listen to the music, so I can feel the music, so I could just be there. That passion got took away. Until about maybe five, six years ago. I was sitting there and, and I was talking to a friend of mine. And she hates her job. She hates her job even now. Make good money at it. Something she went to school for, whatever the case may be. And it was just like, she was like, yeah, you know, I was at one job for like 10 years to quit. Went to another job because it was giving more, you know, benefits and money and da-da-da-da. And I just don't like what I do. I said, well, you know, at one point it was a passion. But when it became a demand, it became something that you didn't want to do anymore. And that's how the whole passion and calling came with because her and I just had the same um, uh, conversation. Um, sorry, uh, about it recently. And one more second, guys. So, okay, and um, my bad guys, uh, they were asking me something about my grandkids, because everybody knows I'm having surgery on Tuesday, and so as my grandson's mom is like, hey, I know you got surgery on Tuesday, when do you want the boys back? Well, Chris comes back tonight or tomorrow, because he got to go to school. I don't give a damn about all of that, he's got to go to school. And my two-year-old, I was like, well, he comes back Wednesday evening, because my son will be here, because he doesn't work Thursday or Friday. And even if he does, excuse me, y'all, these allergies and these sinuses, oh my God, y'all, it's only 57 degrees outside here in Omaha, we went from 90s one day to the damn 50s the next, so no, I'm not sick at all, I just got allergies and sinuses, bad, anyway, so, um, as I was saying, we were talking about it, and I was like, okay, so, there's so many other things that you could do. You know, what do you like to do the most? I was like, or maybe you love what you do. It's just 
you don't like doing it for other people. Sometimes your career could be your passion and your calling. It's just that doing it for somebody else can take away that joy. So sometimes it's my worst investing into yourself and opening up your own. And I know that's not an option for everybody. A lot of people are like, it's money, 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 money. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> Honey, I get it. I'm not saying that it was going to be an easy task. I'm not saying that it was going to happen overnight. But I'm just saying that could be an option. You just have to, like, you got to work to do everything else. You got to work to get to that point. You can do it. It takes time. Everything takes time. Anything takes time. But if you surround yourself with the right people and have the right resources, that calling will be right there in front of you because they can help you get to it. You know what it is. And if it's something that's really something that you're genuinely about and it's something that's actually you, honey, it'll come to you. It'll come straight to you. And I think that's why I'm so good at helping people. I've always wanted, this is a fact, I've always wanted to open up my own counseling center. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, there's so many different counseling centers. There's so many, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. What, what will make yours so different? Because it's always going to be something that's going to stand out and stand apart from everybody else's everything in order for you to succeed. And I'm like, mine is just not any old counseling center though. See, I don't want just people in there that are just certified counselors. Cause let me explain something to you. I've been in counseling off and on for years. I don't need somebody who don't know a damn thing about what I'm going through. And thing you know is about something that you done read in this book. Now don't get me wrong. There's certain things in life you don't want people to ever know, right? Just like me, we're having to lose a child and have to bury a child. I don't ever want to sit down with a counselor that knows what I'm going through. As far as that aspect of it. Because I don't know if they're going through the same things that I'm going through. So how can you help me if we're dealing with the same thing? See where I'm going with that? But I do want to sit down with a counselor that is a parent. That can at least sympathize or empathize whichever direction they want to go with what I'm going through. Why? Because they can sit down and say, well, damn, I got children and I don't know if I could sit there and talk to somebody if I lost one of mine. See, they're more conscious mind about how they approach you. They are more like, okay, if it was me, this is how I would versus somebody who ain't got no kids. They don't have a clue. Oh, I, you know, I kind of empathize or sympathize with you. No, you don't. You ain't even got kids. So you wouldn't even know the first thing about it. See, I want a center that has ordinary people who have been through life. I don't care about your degrees. Degrees don't mean nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. See, everybody wants to deal with people that... Oh, because they got a degree in this. Oh, because they got a degree in that. Okay, yeah, you have a degree in this. But what experience do you have? What personal experience do you have? Thank you. What personal experience do you have? 
absolutely none. It was just, okay, well, I like doing this. I think I'm good at this, whatever the case may be. Okay, that's cool. No, there is so many people out here who have a passion like I do of helping people. And it is actually their calling, but they can't get a chance to go out here and explore that avenue of life because people won't give them a chance. Why? Because they don't have a four-year degree or they don't have a six-year degree or they have a degree, but they have no experience. So how could you help? Nah, 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 nah. I want people in my establishment. I don't care about your degree. Your degree don't mean the damn thing. Not to me, it doesn't. Now, I'm not saying that there's certain not certifications or different classes that they would need to take. Everybody would need to have certain different certifications, you know, to do whatever. So that way, you know, everything is whatever across the board. But I don't care about your degree. Your degree absolutely means nothing. It just meant, okay, you went to school. So what did you really learn? See, I need people who have been there and done that because they didn't walked that part of life. So let me tell you. Ooh, we, ooh, we, ooh, we. The best people to do stuff like that is rehabilitated criminals. And a lot of people think I'm crazy when I say that. No, because listen, they done been through something. The choices that they made in their life could save another person's life if they were given the opportunity to sit down and tell their side of the story. I know so many ex-felons, right? They my educated gangsters is what I like to call them. That you can learn so much from. It is ridiculous. Some of them that did time and was at their lowest. And now if you talk to them and you've seen them, you would not even have a clue that they were ex-felon. The way they conduct yourself, the way it becomes a mindset. Now, I'm not saying that some of them don't have no hiccups along the way because we all do. Sometimes, in, in order to go forward, you got to go back. You're, you ain't got to go back. You going to go back. And some, a lot of them just have this, like, I want to do it. But every time I try to do it, people look at my past. Those are the people that I want. I want them type of people. I want them type of people that, if given the right opportunity, they could save some lives. That's my calling. That is my passion. And one day, let me tell you, that God Almighty, he going to bless me with that. And those are the people that I'm looking for. I ain't going to sit here and lie. Now, will I have other people, you know, deal with other people that have those degrees? Yeah. I'm not saying that I wouldn't deal with people who don't have degrees or, or you know, or whatever. Mm-mm. But the ones that I'm aiming for... Or the ones who got their life experience. Like I said, I didn't been in counseling. Don't nobody want to sit down and talk to somebody who don't know what the hell they're going through? That's my first question. Okay, so you know what I'm going through? They're going to know, but I have. Well, tell me about something you didn't read in no book. Mm-mm. 
No. We've all watched people, right, go through different trials and tribulations in their life, right? But that don't mean that we know about it. We watch somebody else go through it. We don't have a clue. We've never been there. Never done that. So, how can I sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, I know because I just watched Sunset. Mm-mm. Then I need to be talking to Sunset. I don't need to talk to you. So, I think my passion and my calling, I don't think it. I know it. It's the same thing. I even do what I'm doing to y'all right now and talking to y'all. I do this to people at work. My coworkers come to me, be you know, hey, this is whatever, whatever, whatever. This is how I'm feeling. Why is it? And we sit there, we powwow well. And don't get me wrong, I love what I do. I love what I do. But it's not my calling. So one day, I am going to open up this counseling center. Now, I would love to do it have one here at home and then when I relocate have one there too but let me tell you something about Omaha, Nebraska and I hope I got some Nebraskans with some rank on here listening they will shut your dreams and passion down I told you I wanted to open up a crematorium right And, um, was going to do it. Nebraska said, no. We had, like, three or four funeral homes that had been closed because they had been with somebody else. Like, dude, it was already a funeral home. Everything is in here. And he had to do is go in there and make sure everything is up to code, you know, whatever, 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 whatever. And, you know, put your own spin on it. Nebraska said, No. Well, I was in Nebraska. Omaha said no. Like, are you kidding? It's already there. No, you can put anything there you want. You just can't even put a funeral home. Like, really? So I can turn into like a chapel or why am I going to do that when... It was already a damn funeral home. What is up with this? Mm-mm, couldn't do it. I have a tax ID number. I have all my stuff. Got all my dough. My name wrote. They said no. But I can go literally across the bridge, y'all. Literally across the bridge. 20 minutes from my house. It could open up one just fine in the state of Iowa. But my own state said no. I said, um. I said, look at this. But if I want to go open up a club or some type with people up there shaking everything in the good Lord in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for that. But I can't open up Something that's going to give families, right, closure. 
a peace of mind. Mm-mm. Can't do that. I knew at that point that if I didn't get in my right mind and make a conscious decision on to leave this place called Omaha, Nebraska, they was gonna take my other passions away. And it was it's sad. Y'all not sat here and I thought long and hard, I done prayed about it. I meditated about it. And I said, you know, you can do this. But in order for you to do this, you know you got to leave home, right? In order for you to be your best self, in order for you to take that passion, to make that passion, that vision a reality, you already know you cannot do it here. They didn't already told you no. No, 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 no. You can't buy no land and put one on it. Because of zoning. Can't do that. But here it is. You already got some that's already there. Structures is up. Stuff is still in there. All you got to do is go in there, put your spin on it, clean it out, make sure everything is up to code, do whatever you want to do with it, and why not? Oh, no. Can't do that either. They're like, no, don't want that there. But they're willing to let me put my counseling center in. You know, what, what the hell am I about to put this counseling center in there when there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of buildings, okay, that used to be old call centers, Right? Because everybody's working at home now. Everybody's working at home. But you got a lot of buildings that old call centers that you can actually put call centers back in. And they're willing to let you do that. Got the cubicles, everything in there. And I'm like, why would I want to just do Really? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So, y'all, I had to sit down and I had to think. Like, really, you can't keep letting different people and different things steal your joy. Because what it was doing was taking my joy away from me. Like, look, helping people is what you love to do. You got the mindset. You got the skills. You got everything that you need to succeed in what you're trying to accomplish. But they won't let you. But I can go to a different state. Like I said, 20 minutes away. Iowa is literally 20 minutes away from where I live at. Literally, I can get in the car right now and I'll be there within 20 minutes in the state of Iowa. Boom. Hell, an hour and a half after that, Missouri, I'm there. St. Joe, Missouri. Well, actually, it's Rockport. St. Joe, well, no. You can be in St. Joe in about an hour and a half, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Because Kansas City is only two. Go to the other direction. Uh, it's still Iowa, but Des Moines, that's like two hours away. Colorado's like seven hours. So I can go to all these different states. Put my visions into play, but I can't do it in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. I live in Omaha, Nebraska. And you mean to tell me I can't give back to my own? Now, I ain't gonna sit here in front. Y'all, I'm feeling some type of way. You know, I'm really feeling some type of weight because 
I'm like, okay, I used to, I ain't gonna lie, I used to judge people that would move away from here and have this successful everything going on. It's like, okay, but you moved away and now you done forgot about home. Until I tried to do my own thing and I was like, okay, it makes sense to me now. It makes complete sense. And, you know, somebody who did I know very well that did move away from here. He said, you know, I love coming back home, but I hate coming back home. He said, everything that I've accomplished, he said, it started on the foundation of being at home. But I knew I couldn't succeed at home because you're not going to get the proper backing. And he said this many years ago. So I didn't understand it until I started to venture off and just started trying to do my own thing. I said, ah, it makes sense. Now I get it. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. This cannot happen because of this. It ain't the fact that they forgot about home. It ain't forgot the fact that they forgot where they came from or anything of that nature. It's the fact that where they came from would not give them a leg to stand on. So what did they have to do? They had to relocate, go somewhere else to do the damn thing in order for it to succeed. To me, that is sad. And I was really feeling some type of way. So I was sitting and I was telling my older son, I said, listen, that boy got a passion for music out this world. Do I think it's his calling? No. But I'm not God. I'm not the one to judge any of that, but I, I don't think so. Uh, there's so many different things that he can do. And I'm like, I told him, I said, probably teaching music or something to do with teaching. I said, that is right. Cause he's good. I said, whether it's cooking, cause the boy cold at cooking. I, don't, I used to think when he was little, he was going to be a chef cause he good at cooking. Very good. Amazing at cooking. I said, something to do with teaching. I honestly feel is his passion. I mean, excuse me, his calling. His passion is music. I will give you that. I said, but whether that's your passion to your calling, neither one of those you will ever succeed at doing here in Omaha, Nebraska. I said, I hate to say it. I said, but as a young black man, you're not going to get what you're looking for. They're not going to give you what you're looking for. It's not going to happen. I said, you got to go somewhere else that's going to give you the proper backing. I said, it's really sad that you got to go to a neighboring state or a different state, period, to get the proper backing when your own won't do it. We have so much hate here. It is ridiculous. And I don't mean racial hate. I mean hate. Just somebody's doing the same thing you're doing and you are getting more credit, you know, or more recognition for what you're doing. And they are, oh, honey, they better, they're ready to fight. They're ready to shoot. They're ready to do all that kind of different stuff. People don't help people the way they used to here. That has deteriorated a lot of people's passions, hopes, and everything else. Why you have so many people that's like, forget it, I'm leaving. And then they leave. Do I blame them? Hell no. Because I'm right behind you. But it took me. To go through all the backlash. It took me to go through all the kickbacks. They're like, look, if you really want to make this happen, you have got 
to go and do it elsewhere. Now, a lot of people say, well, how does that work with your tax ID? Honey, I got to start all over. I got to apply and do everything and start all over somewhere else. Now, I'm going to have to ask, um, how can I transfer? You don't like the name because I don't want to change names. I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. How can I change things and just get it switched over to where I'm going versus having to start all over? I, I know there's a way to do it. And I'm sure there's a process and some paperwork, but it'll get done. But I just honestly feel that it's sad, to say the least. It is sad that you can't explore who you are or be who you are at home. This is home. So... What I feel is my purpose in life, what anybody, what I feel is what I know is my purpose in life, I can share that with everybody else and give other people the opportunity to share their purpose because my state says no. Now, I may be able to go like to Lincoln, which is 45 minutes away, and lay a foundation or put some seeds down there, but I'm not from Lincoln. I don't live in Lincoln. I live in Omaha. Why the hell I got to go 45 minutes away to make something happen in my city that I live in? It's actually the biggest city in Nebraska. And I can't go do... Really? Who does that? Nope. So I said if I can't do it here at home, I'm going to take it somewhere else. That means I'm not going to no other neighboring state. I'm not doing any of that. When Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Hell no. Not gonna do it. If I'm gonna leave, I'm just gonna leave. And my goal is to leave and not come back. A lot of people say, Vida, you're wrong for thinking that way. I said, No, I'm not. Home don't even feel like home anymore. It's just like I'm here. No, I'm not depressed or anything like that because let me tell you something. Hmm. I got a plan. Y'all know I got a plan. And I'm actually working towards that plan. I'm actually putting action behind that plan. It ain't just a thought anymore. It's this is how it's going to be done. This is what's going to be needed. This is whatever, whatever, whatever. And voila. So will I, um, my goal, my, me and my son was talking about it the other day. I'm trying to get my older son to go too, you guys. He's I gotta work, I gotta do this. I don't think it's really that. I think it's that silly harlot he's dealing with. Oh Lord, forgive me. I said I wasn't gonna say that on a Sunday, but I guess I lied. You know me better than I know myself, but she is a harlot. Okay. Girl got skill out this world. Degree in optometry. But yet you wanna strip. So I understand if you want to strip as a stepping stone so you can be better in life. But this is something that she just likes to do because she likes the attention of men. And I told my son, I said, that's somebody who has daddy issues. I said, listen, my father was not around all like that. I knew who he was, knew where he lived, whatever, whatever. But he wanted to play daddy when he wanted to play daddy. That's neither here nor there. But I have not ever been a stripper. Can I dance like one? Mm-hmm. Most women can. Who got rhythm? Yes, I can. Do I? No, I don't. Not in public, anyway. Don't judge me. 
But I couldn't see myself getting up there on this stage, taking my clothes off in front of just a whole bunch of different random people. I can't do it. And uh, no disrespect to those who can. No disrespect to you at all. Do what you do. I know that. I am not mad at you. I can't. Y'all, I just watched P-Valley, okay? Both seasons. So I wanted to know what the hype was, why people didn't like it and all this kind of different stuff, why people say all this. I actually like it. I'm, I'm waiting for the next season to come out. And I'm like, people got to quit passing judgment. Why? Or are you passing too much judgment? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And some of them girls pulled teen. I was like, damn, they just put me to shame. I got to go try that. For real, I did say that. So I don't know nobody who wants to get up there and do that. But see, things like that should be a stepping stone. Right? And a lot of people who do strip or whatever, it's easy, quick money. And some of them get addicted to the attention and the money. But baby, let me tell you something. What I have learned... By watching different shows, and I know some for real strippers in real life that is my age, they will tell you. When you see those walking around with all that big cash, yeah, they can dance good, but where you get your money at is what your private dance is. A lot of them doing something for real strange for that little change. I just, I'm saying. So I told my son, I said, I shook my head. I said, so basically she's community property is what I like to call her. He was like, Mom, why would you say that? Da, 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 da. I said, it's because. I said, that's just fact. I said, you can't tell me, okay, so if you get $1,000 in a night, right? I'm sure she doesn't, okay? Don't get me wrong, she can dance. I've seen her dance in a club, not at a strip club, but a regular club. So it's not the fact that she can't dance. But you don't have that type of body. I mean, she got two kids. Ain't nothing wrong with it because I got three. I'm not saying that. But you got stretch marks. You still got that belly fat hanging over, you know? You're not... You don't have that stripper, or I don't like to call them strippers. You don't have that female exotic dancer image type body. So you are doing something else to make that money up. So let's just say you're getting a thousand dollars a night. Now you got to pay. You got to pay the house. You got to pay the bouncers. You got to pay the bar. So by the time after you didn't tapped out or cashed out or tipped out or whatever you call it. You probably walked away. You had a thousand. You might have walked away with three or four after you get done paying everybody. So unless you're doing this every night and you're getting, you know, the same type because you know you got slow nights, you got fast nights. I'm sure you make the most money on the weekends because that's where most people got time to go out, right? In a city like this, okay. Now if you're in Vegas or New York or whatever, I'm sure you make good money every night. You know, Miami, wherever. So like I told him, I said, you can't allow somebody to step on your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, trying to chase whatever it is they're chasing. Your hopes and dreams are not everybody else's hopes and dreams. In order for that to become a reality, you've got to work for that. Stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking and saying. This is a you. You've got to do it. Nobody else. Period. Period. So I'm trying to get him to go to Houston so he can. Uh, I'm not saying he has to move to Houston. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just letting him know. You need to go and look and see what else is out there besides Omaha. Now, he's been in Vegas with me, you know, so I try to take my boys where I'm going out there, grown. You know, my younger son's going back to Houston. He's like, mm, I'm going back with you. 
I'm like, so you ain't got to? He was like, I said I'm going. Nope, mother dear, I will be there with you. So in the summer, he was like, mm-mm. He said, in order for you to get the full whatever, you're going to do whatever. We got to go up there. He said, I got to stay for a while. He said, so when Chris, which is my oldest greatest son, he got out of school, he said, um, before then, I'll find an apartment up there and I'll stay there for the summer. I'll transfer up there because he works at Amazon. Amazon, you can transfer to any location that needs whatever. He said, and you can always come back to your main hub. He said, so I'll transfer up there. If I like it, I'll continue to lease. If I don't, I can always come back home. I was like, good plan. Good plan. Because there's nothing here. I was like, get him kids something better. My grandson's mad because I'm leaving at the end of the month to go back. And he's not going, Grandma, you're not letting me go. I was like, no, because I'm going to be there a little bit longer. And I'm not taking you out of school for to go do nothing like that. But he might be out of school. So if he's out of school... Might be a different ball game. So if he out of school, you ain't getting away around that. Because you told him he couldn't go because he had to go to school. Now, if he ain't got no school, I ain't got no school, so what's the excuse now? Because we're planning on driving there. <sighs> Pray for me with that one. <clears throat> and, but we're going to fly back. And some people say, well, why aren't you just going to fly there and fly back? Because mm, honestly, it's actually cheaper. And you got to get a rental car anyway. Houston is one of them places, if you've ever been to Georgia or anywhere like that, it's all interstate. So to get you from one place to another, they got a bus system, but you're not going where you probably need to go. So you need a car. Well, you guys, um, I'm about to make it a close. It's 12 o'clock. I'll have to work at 3. 30. 3 or 3.30. I don't know. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. My stomach has been hurting so bad, so it's hard to eat. So I'm on clear liquids. Yay, me. Uh, until after surgery. So I'm on clear liquors today, clear liquors tomorrow. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So I will not be podcasting tomorrow. So I'm letting everybody know on all platforms across the board. I will not be podcasting tomorrow. Tuesday is showtime, right? So I'll be back on either Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be back on sometime this week. But I can tell you, it will not be tomorrow, and it will not be on um, Tuesday. But I will be back on sometime this week. Give you guys a brief update of how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. You know, the whole entire nine yards, what's going on in Vita's world. Because it is Vita's world. And we'll go from there. Alright? Now listen, you guys remain humble. Try to stay focused. I know sometimes it's easier said than done. But try. All you got to do is try. Show a little gratitude. A little gratitude goes a long way. There's nothing wrong with saying thank you. Nothing wrong with it. It goes a long way. Trust me, it does. And most importantly, always stay true to you. Because you already know, if you can't stay true to you, neither can anyone else. All right, you guys. I'm out.